0: Welcome to The Deeper You Go, The Wierter it Gets. I'm your host, Garrett Renan. This is Alchemy, Part 3, The Principle of Mentalism, which is principle numeral uno of the seven hermetic principles. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, I suggest you listen to both parts one and two before listening to this episode, as it'll give you much more context. Anyway, The principle of mentalism, as I mentioned in the last episode, might be the hardest principle to grasp because it deals with the idea of a creator. And when I say creator, I'm not just talking about any old creator like the Anunnaki. Instead, I'm talking about the creator, the creator of everything, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of gods, the all powerful force behind everything everything. So in alchemy or hermeticism, this ultimate creator is known as the all. And this idea of an all-knowing, all-seeing, all-encompassing force that is responsible for the creation of everything, well, that can be a hard pill to swallow. Because if such a force exists, then the next logical question would be, well, where did it come from? I mean, it had to come from somewhere, right? Because you can't get something from nothing. So when it comes to this question, the the question of where did this force or creator come from, the answer most commonly given is that this all-powerful force didn't come from anywhere. It has just always been. I know it's it's not the most satisfying answer, but here's the truth. The answer is not satisfying because we, you, me, and every other human on this planet, none of us have the mental capacity to actually understand or comprehend the reality of what the all actually is. See, according to the Kabbalion, the Hermeticists believe and teach that the all in itself is and must ever be unknowable. They regard they all regard All the theories, guesses, and speculations of the theologians and metaphysicians regarding the inner nature of the all as but childish efforts of mortal minds to grasp the secret of the infinite. Such efforts have always failed, and will always fail, from the very nature of the task. One pursuing such inquiries travels around and around in the labyrinth of thought until he has lost to all sane reasoning, action, and conduct, and is utterly unfit for the work of life. He is like the squirrel which frantically runs around and around the circling treadmill wheel of his cage, traveling ever and yet reaching nowhere. At the end, a prisoner still, standing just where he started." What the Kabbalion is saying is that it's impossible for us to truly understand the all. And any time spent trying to understand this impossible subject is time wasted. We gain zero benefit and it stunts our personal and spiritual growth. So the only way for us to evolve spiritually is to move past this idea. This is where the concept of faith comes in handy. The definition of faith is the complete trust or confidence in someone or something. So even though the all is infinitely unknowable and unexplainable, we must have faith that it exists. Because once we accept this idea, we can then begin to study and learn about the truths or principles that are associated with its existence. And it's these principles that are the foundation of alchemy. And before you scoff at the idea of faith, you should know that our lives, our culture, and our society, it's all based on faith. Because modern science, as we know it, would not exist without a little faith. See, all, science, all scientists have faith that everything just spontaneously appeared for no reason. The scientific explanation given for the creation of our universe is called the Big Bang Theory, which states that our entire universe just burst into existence from a single point, in an instant, out of nothing. The key word is theory. Right, It's the Big Bang Theory. It's not the Big Bang Fact. There's not a scientist alive or that has ever lived that can explain what the Big Bang is or how or why it happened. Instead, scientists just use a little faith and accept this theory as fact. And what's what's really interesting about all this is that Scientists don't really need to know the how or why of the big bang to begin to understand the laws of our universe because the scientific because in the scientific world the laws of the universe are not found in the understanding of the big bang they are found in the aftermath of the event so it seems that whether you view the creation of the universe through the lens through the lenses of science or alchemy if you want to learn the rules of the universe a little faith is required. And it's actually quite fascinating if you ask me. So with that in mind, if you, want to truly, if you want to truly study alchemy, the first necessary step is to just believe, have faith, or accept the idea that the universe is mental, held in the mind of the all. What this idea means is that we, our planet, every creature, the sun, the moon, all the stars, all of it exists in the mind of the all. So again, if you want to study alchemy, you must accept the idea that the universe is mental held in the mind of the all, which, which just so happens to also be the fundamental concept of the principle of mentalism. And the all, according to the Gabalian, is described as infinite living mind. The best way to understand that the universe is mental is to get a little help from the second principle, the law of correspondence, which states as above, so below. According to the law of correspondence, the above is the all, the creator, an infinite living mind, and the below is us. The creations, a finite living mind. Both the creator and the creations are living minds. Hence, the mental universe. Knowing that the universe is mental explains how we get something from nothing. Remember, as above, so below. Or, as below, so above. Let's think about our own creation process, right? Us, the below. Anything anyone has ever created first began as an idea in their mind. Music or art is a perfect example of this. How does someone create music? Where does new music come from? A musician or artist essentially creates something from nothing. Using their mind, they reach into the infinite world of the unknown and bring back an idea or concept for their art. They then manifest this idea into reality. So all creation is first born in the mind. Then through work, this concept becomes a physical reality, something we can see, taste, hear, or touch. As below, so above, right? This means that This means that the all creates the universe mentally in basically the same way that we, mortal humans, create mental images or ideas. However, our mental creations are a product of a finite mind, whereas the creation of the all are that of an infinite mind. The two are similar in kind, but infinitely different in degree. And oftentimes, once someone realizes this truth... The truth that the universe is mental is a that the, the truth that the universe is a mental creation of the all, they then begin to think that this means our world is nothing more than an illusion or that we are living in some sort of fake or false reality. This idea reminds me of the scene from The Matrix when Neil, realizing he's in a computer program, asks Morpheus, this this isn't real? To which Morpheus replies, What is real? How do you define real? If you were talking about what you can feel, what you can smell, what you can taste and see, then real is is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. What Morpheus is saying is that reality is just a mental construct and that in many ways the matrix, the computer simulation is just as real as the real world. Sure, in the simulation, Neo and Morpheus were able to bend some rules, but but there were still rules that could not be broken for example if you die in the matrix your physical body will also die in other words their minds could not tell the difference between the real world and the simulation as far as they as far as they were concerned both were real and Just like Morpheus, the Gabalian tells us that even though our world is a mental construct of the all, as far as we are concerned, the universe, its laws, and all its phenomena are real in every sense of the word. According to the Gabalian... The half-wise, recognizing the comparative unreality of the universe, imagine that they may defy its laws. Such are vain and presumptuous fools. They are often broken against the rocks and torn asunder by the elements by reason of their folly. The truly wise, knowing the nature of the universe, use law against laws, the higher against the lower, and by the art of alchemy transmute that which is undesirable into that which is worthy, and thus triumph. Mastery consists... Not in abnormal dreams, visions, and fantastic imaginings or living, but in using the higher forces against the lower, escaping the pains of the lower planes by vibrating on the higher. Transmutation, not presumptuous denial, is the weapon of the master. What this means is that even though we are living in a world that is a mental projection, it is very much real. And not only is it real, but our world, our universe, is also governed by certain unbreakable laws and just like in the matrix we must learn how we can use to our advantage laws against laws the higher against the lower just in the same way neo morpheus and trinity were able to use to use and bend the laws of the matrix to become superhuman and one of the ways we use law against law is called mental transmutation Mind, so according to the Kabbalion, mind may be transmuted from state to state, degree to degree, condition to condition, pole to pole, vibration to vibration. True hermetic transmutation is a mental art. So in summary, the big takeaways from the principle of mentalism is that the universe is mental. The universe is real and the universe obeys certain mental laws. The student of alchemy understands this and uses these mental laws or principles to their advantage. This is why when you break it down to its core, alchemy is actually the study of the mind, because the mind is the bridge between the infinite, the all, and our physical existence. So, The only way to reach our highest potential to essentially become a god with a lowercase g is to first understand that the universe operates using mental laws. Then the next step is to learn how to use these mental laws so that we can begin to master our own mind and eventually our own reality. And that, my friends, is what we are going to learn studying the next six principles. There it is. See you on the other side.